Hey guys, this is Kira from KiraWilliamsFitness.com, and today we are interviewing um, a very longtime friend of mine, life coach Sarah Pacioli, and we are going to talk all about awareness today because unless you have awareness of your current state, you can't create change. So welcome, Sarah. Thanks for being on. Thank you for having me, Kira. So First of all, tell everybody who you are, what you do, how you got into life coaching, um, basically your life story. Oh, sure. Okay, this won't take a while. Just kidding. <laughs> this won't take long. Um, so I am, I would call myself a confidence coach. I help high-achieving women eliminate self-doubt and reimagine what's possible for them in their lives. Um, it's really about getting curious, stopping the judgment, and meeting yourself where you are so you can crush adulthood. Um, I have been in sales for the majority of my career for about 14 years, and I spent the first half of my career that I needed to achieve in order to feel success and feel worthiness. Um, but what I learned was that no matter how many deals I closed or how much recognition I received, I still felt inadequate, like an imposter. Um, and so it wasn't until I had a very like challenging sales year, it was only two years ago, and um, I didn't achieve, like the big, hairy, audacious goals that I had set for myself, but I had, I had put my heart and soul into it, and I actually had enjoyed the journey, and I felt really proud at the end, even though I hadn't achieved my goal, and that was such a foreign experience for me to, like, have those feelings of success and worthiness and pride, despite not having that external circumstance of, like, achieving, like, blowing out my goal, and so it, was, it wasn't until then that I was like, this feels amazing. I want everybody to feel like this, that you don't have to be at your end. You don't have to be at the end game in order to feel what you want to feel. And so that's when I be started becoming a coach um, in, 20, in late 2019, early 2020. I started a coaching program and was certified by like September of 2020. Um, and I've been coaching people since really since before I was certified. And it's been awesome because I'm in sales. I work with mostly saleswomen. Um, and some men, uh, and the confidence, like the 180s they've experienced, or like the things that they've decided to do, the belief, the new beliefs that they have decided to choose for themselves have just like set them off in completely different, like new tracks. And um, it's just something I'm super proud of, and it really excites me. So that, I think, buttons it up. So just story. before... <laughs> Just before we get into everything else, I want to share with, with everybody listening where they can find you on social media. Crushing underscore adulthood. Um, you'll get a mix of coaching tips, but also you'll get a lot of family um, content. But I would say it's probably some of the best family content on the net. So <laughs> I would definitely second that. Um Honestly, I've never seen motherhood look so much, look like so much oh, fun. Thank you. Um, and so it's kind of like, it's a really, it's like a breath of fresh air to see somebody, you know, go through the mundane things in mm -hmm. life, but like make it look like fun. Oh God, that's like the highest compliment I've ever achieved. Because <laughs> it is, it, like, it is what it is. Motherhood is dark and light. It's it's all of the things, and the more we can just accept that, the accept that it's going to be 50-50, and some days are going to be, like, real bad, but other days are going to be real great, we can just have more fun with it. So that fun is the cornerstone of my life. <laughs> 
And I'm glad Camille's picking up on that because that's what gets you through. So crushing underscore adulthood on Instagram, guys. Go follow yes. Sarah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I promise that you won't regret that. So <laughs> um, so what does it mean to you to have awareness? So for me, it's I like to I like to keep things really simple. I like fun and I like simplicity. There's, you know, a billion sources of self-help anywhere, but the simpler we can make it, the easier our brains can access it when we're, you know, having a chaotic moment. So for me to have awareness is truly just accepting the belief that thoughts aren't facts. What's going on in your head may not be true because that separates ourselves from what we're doing. So that is like, the cornerstone of what I believe awareness is, is that your brain is going to be trying to keep you safe, keep you comfy, keep you from feeling anything, you know, that could be perceived a threat. And so it's going to tell you things to keep you in a certain, to, to what it knows to be safe. And so once you adopt that belief, you can listen to your thoughts and be like, hmm, do I want to be thinking that? Do I believe this is true? And once you start like checking yourself before you wreck yourself, you can change your life. So that is what awareness is to me, is just to not believe everything that my brain is offering and, and seeing and, and choosing something different if I'm not liking the way those thoughts are making me feel. And it's also knowing that our thoughts create our reality. It's very like, it's a risky statement. It's, you know, not the most popular opinion. I think some people would argue that, but truly what we think determines how we feel and what we feel determines what we do. So if we can see that our thoughts are creating, if we're constantly beating ourselves up, we're going to feel like shit. And when we feel like shit, we're not going to make good decisions about what we put in our bodies, what we do with our time. But if we can have the awareness that we can choose our thoughts. We can choose thoughts that make us feel good and, ex and accept ourselves. We're going to take better actions. So that is what awareness is to me. And then why is awareness one of the very first steps in habit change? Because we are programmed. So our, if we don't know what we're doing and why we're doing it, right now and we don't understand the thoughts and feelings that are creating our current reality when we go to try to do something different we're going to be relying on willpower and, and we're going to have all these expectations and so if we don't if we don't take stock of what's causing our actions today when we go to try doing something new and then we get tired and we don't really feel like doing the thing that doesn't feel like you know eating the salad when we want to eat something else, we're just going to revert to that subconscious program, which is creating our current life. So understanding the thoughts and feelings that are preceding the actions that are creating our lives now will just help you have so much more compassion for yourself. And it will help you take the change and like make the change. Like, so that way, when you embark on a new initiative, like a new diet or a new exercise program or whatever it is, you'll be able to see like, oh, there's my brain telling me to like that I just want to eat a loaf of bread right now. <laughs> like there's my brain doing that thing again. No, I'm still going to make a decision in honor of my future self. It just create like until you have the awareness of what you're doing, you won't be able to create lasting change. Does that make sense? 
absolutely. And we're actually going to get more specific with it. So you can use a few more like specific examples. Okay, sure. So let's say someone has a goal. They they come to you or like come to me, come to whoever and say like, I want to have more energy. I want to be mm-hmm. healthier. What are some of the things that you would suggest they begin taking stock of and so For that sure. way they can begin that change? So I would always say, like, as I said, a set one, this like create a vivid picture of like where you want to go and then notice the gap. So like, so it's like creating awareness of what you're doing now and how that is not a lot in a line with where you want to go is so powerful because then when you check yourself and you're not doing the things that are aligned with what you want to create, you can, you can step into that power and change it. So I always say, assess your current state. If you want to have more energy, look at how you're sleeping. Look at how much you're using your phone. Look at the things that are draining energy and taking it away from you. And then if you're looking at your phone, if you look at your screen time, I mean, I think our phones, like sleep and phones, like if you want more energy, like look at those two things and look at why, like if, you have phone data available to you. So if you're spending, you know, six hours a day on your phone, well, what are you feeling every time you pick up your phone? Assessing the current state. Like I know that because I sit in front of a computer all day on like conference calls, I'm always reaching for my phone because I'm distracted. I don't want to listen to the conference call. But what I learned over the last couple of months is that I'm feeling bored. I'm feeling distracted. I feel, I don't feel stimulated. So I'm looking for distractions, but these distractions are draining me of energy. So it's like noticing what we're doing that's depriving you of what you want right now and taking stock of like, how do you feel when you do those things? Like, oh, I don't have any energy. I, I, but I, I don't sleep. Well, why don't you sleep? Do you bring your phone into the room with you? Do you watch TV for four hours? Do you say, I'm just going to watch one Real Housewives, but I'm going to watch four. It's really just taking stock of what you're doing to create the state that you're not digging. And then from there, you can make small changes to get to the state. Like the other thing you can do is just don't expect to have more energy in a week. Say you'll have more energy in a month. Give yourself a month for your brain to catch up to what you're trying to do. I think we we really are sold this idea of like overnight change is possible, but it just isn't. And if we take that pressure off and really take time to take inventory of where we are now and the things that we are doing, the emotions we are feeling and the thoughts we are thinking that are creating this, we can like the change that we want to make will actually come so much faster because we won't just be doing like a peak and Valley. Like we won't just be like, Oh cool. I lost 30 pounds or, I'm now getting eight more hours of sleep, but then like three weeks later, you're back doing the things again that like get, keep you at four hours of sleep. So I would say take inventory, notice what you're doing now and curiosity over judgment, right? Like get curious as to why you're doing things rather than I should be doing this. Shoulding, I mean, I feel like everything I say has been said a thousand times, but hey, let's say it again. <laughs> you can't should yourself to the results you want. You have to get curious and wonder why and, and treat yourself with love and compassion and self, radical self-acceptance if you want change. You can't hate yourself to a new state. That's just not gonna work. 
No, it's certainly not. So have you ever had people like actually write these things down? Like what they're doing? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, I'll actually use my husband as an example. He works with a coach, a health and a health and fitness coach. And he, he, for the first month that they worked together, they just simply ha- he had, um, Ben write down how he was feeling before he ate, what he was eating and what, and how he felt. That is like awareness 101, right? It's like, Oh, I'm feeling hungry. I'm feeling, so that's more of a physical sensation, but like, I'm feeling, you know, frenzied, chaotic. And we noticed that, and both Ben and I are very similar. It's like, we noticed that we reached for food like way past hunger. (laughs) Like we were in like the red zone and we weren't able to make good decisions because we were already so hungry. And so like that in itself was like, Oh my gosh, that's what was going on. It wasn't because I'm weak. It wasn't because I'm unable to eat hard boiled eggs. It was because I let myself get so hungry, I reached for what was most simple, um, which was like rice cakes and peanut butter and stuff like that, which I guess isn't the worst thing, but like you can't really like live on that. You know what I mean? So it's like noticing how we feel before we do things is like the number one thing. Does that help? Oh, absolutely. And then I guess another idea that it kind of came to mind was I remember at one point in my life I was experiencing an overwhelming amount of anxiety. And so one of the things that I had to do was like write down energy vampires. Yes. That could be people that could be certain just just things that drained me in my life um, and just kind of like rank them um, at like, you know, not, not rank them in order, but rank them all on a scale of like one to five. Like one is like, okay, this, I recognize that this is an energy suck, but the five was like, after I deal with this person or this thing, I am like just at an all time low. My anxiety is bad. I'm in a bad mood, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Taking so th- stock of those things, like, and then, and then it's amazing. I always talk about like the power of questions. When you ask yourself powerful questions, you bring the, like your brain will offer up answers. Like why, like, why am I doing this? Um, that's not, like the most powerful question, but like, why is it that I allow this person that I continue to talk to them? Why, why do I, why don't I have a boundary set up? And from there, you can dig even deeper. Like, what would it, what would it, what am I afraid of by, you know, honoring myself in those situations? Um, Why don't I have boundaries with my phone? Why don't I have boundaries with people? Like these energy vampires, man, they deplete you and they deprive you of the ability to make decisions in honor of like your future self, which is like everybody's life coach. If you can't get a life coach, create your future self and then just constantly ask them what they would do. That's how I live my life. I mean, I have a coach, but that's like coach junior is my future self. (laughs) So just to speak on a little bit of, you know, taking stock of things for people who are trying to, you know, change their, change their body, you know, like lose fat, um, lose weight, change their physique, um, get healthy. Some of the things that I'll have my clients do is they'll take stock of how many calories they consume in a day. I am not a person who promotes obsessive tracking. I know you're not. (laughs) But... 
in fact, I, I, re I rarely ever track, but every now and then it's not a bad thing to do myself. And mm -hmm. I suggest others to do it, you know, just try it. Just write, like, like you said, your husband, Ben, he was writing down everything he ate, but doing that, like putting it in my fitness pal, and then you can learn what it is you're consuming. So not exactly. just calories, but like, oh, wow, I eat all of this food and it's 2,200 calories a day and that's really great. But how many micronutrients am I actually getting out of this? Like you were saying, you know, rice cakes are great, but are <laughs> they nutritionally, like, are they micronutrient dense? Um, and, you know, and that can be if you don't have a lot of energy and you're eating all of these foods that just they don't have the vitamins and minerals that our body needs you won't have energy, you know, taking stock of your number of workouts in a week, writing down how long it took you to run a mile or how mm -hmm. much weight you can do for 10 on chest press. Like if you want change, then you have to become aware of exactly where you are right now. Um, totally. Otherwise, how can you expect to change? Because everything is just kind of like, it's just kind of wishy-washy. Totally. And I would imagine until you know what you're doing, like if you, like, I know that maybe a year ago, if I, if I were to be working with a health and fitness coach, they'd be, what do you eat in a day? For me, I have ADHD. So I'm like, and I take Adderall. So like, I'm totally disconnected from, there's like so many, you know, like so many distractions. Adderall kind of like, doesn't make you hungry. So you, you have to, it's just a lot. That's a whole nother episode. But what I'm saying, like, if someone were to ask me, what were you eating in a day? I would say, I don't even know. And that like, and I'm sure many of your clients probably feel the same way, or maybe they don't, maybe because they are seeking they're they're doing all the things and they need results. But like, so we often just block ourselves because we simply don't know. We don't know what we're doing because we're living in autopilot. We, our lives are so busy. So taking literally five to 10 minutes over the course of like a, a 16 hour wait time, to just jot down anywhere what you're doing. Yes, you could do it in the app. You could do it in the app, but like sometimes it's just powerful just to like have a slip of paper in your back pocket, just like, oh, I'm eating this, I'm eating this. Like you don't even have to pick up your phone. It's like it makes you feel like less crazy. You're like, oh, this is why I don't have any energy, as you said, because I'm eating rice cakes and dried mangoes. Like, no shit, I feel like crap. No shit, I can't do the workout I want. And we can start making connections and we stop judging ourselves. Because once we realize like what we're doing, we realize like, oh, we're not bad people. <laughs> we just have so much coming at us. And so we can have so much more acceptance and compassion for ourselves, which is what we need to make the changes we want to make. And I think you hit the nail on the head, not living in autopilot. Ugh, like that's it. The worst. Yeah. My autopilot and knowing your autopilot is like the most powerful thing because then it's, like, just because I'm a life coach doesn't mean that, like, every day is just, like, this crushing adulthood experience. It's it's really just about not judging myself when I do fall back into autopilot. Like, when I see your post, Kira, like, did you meal prep on Sunday? <laughs> I'm always, or did you work out today? I'm always like, no, but I still can. Or, no, like, it, there's just so much more possibility and there's no judgment. I don't look at those posts and say, like, ugh, I'm the worst. No, like, I know that, like, falling back on autopilot is just kind of, like, part of the human experience, but knowing when I'm on autopilot is the power, because then I remember that I can make a new decision, and I think that's the thing. It's, like, it's not about being perfect every day. It's about, like, 
nudging your brain back in the right direction. And that's what awareness gives you. It gives you the ability to nudge your brain back into the right direction. Um, it's like so much easier than we thought. <laughs> so why is it important to be aware of our current emotional states? So not being on autopilot enough to understand where you are emotionally. Um, why is that important when it comes to our goals? Because our feelings are why we do everything. So I think I said this before, like thoughts, feelings, actions. What we think determines how we feel, how we feel determines what we do. So if you're feeling tired, confused, overwhelmed, anxious, you're going to take different actions than if you're feeling grounded, confident, um, proud, happy. You, you know what I mean? So it's just like what you feel determines what we do. So I think we're brought up feeling, or I think we're brought up to believe that it's what we do that determines what we feel. No, it's what we feel that determines what we do. So if we can, and we're also emotionally illiterate in our society, we're not taught. We are basically taught that like we're supposed to be happy all the time. And when we're not happy, there's something wrong. Um, and so what we do when we're not feeling like positive, quote unquote, positive emotions, we try to make ourselves feel better by eating or by scrolling on our phone or by watching TV or by shopping, spending money. So being emotionally like one of the greatest skills that I've cultivated over the last year and a half, two years is like, oh, no, I'm just feeling confused. Oh, no, I'm just feeling overwhelmed. Oh, I'm just feeling nervous. This is not a problem. I don't have to. I can endure this feeling. Like I can work with this. I don't need to go solve for it. When you can work with how you're feeling, you don't have to buffer your feelings away with food and, and lethargy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So getting to know, be creating the awareness of what feelings feel like in your body is like another superpower because you're like, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling chaos. Like chaos is like, feels very fast and feels very um, like tight and feels very like, like my breathing gets shallow when I'm feeling like chaotic and anxious. And instead of like going and acting out and trying to make that somebody else's problem, I lay on, I literally lay on the ground <laughs> and I like get grounded and I take some deep breaths and I save myself so much, like so many bad decisions, so much suffering um, by just acknowledging how I feel and letting it be there instead of trying to numb it or buffer it out with food or weed or <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Sometimes that will help too, but you know what I mean? Like just being comfortable with life is 50, 50, all these emotions are supposed to are part of the experience, like 50% positive, 50% on the other side of positive. And once you realize we don't have to fix these things, you can just exist in a like with more ease. So I think like ease is a big reason why we need to be aware of our emotional states because we're not gonna be fighting against reality. Like we feel things, feel them. You don't need to numb them. So yeah. could like basically kind of kind of take pause before we, you know, go to grab, you know, something to eat or go to grab, you know, take like I'm like, take weed. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. 
um take your weed pills no um but like before we were like oh man like I'm just gonna like drink this drink because I feel like shit about myself today or like I'm gonna smoke this weed because like I just can't today like yeah like take pause before we do those things exactly I you've heard me say like stop like I use a lot of like 90s rap to like for my coaching and like stop collaborate and listen stop what you're doing Break when I collaborate, bring your mind and body in the same place. So much of our anxiety and, and these like indulgent emotions that don't really get us anywhere, like anxiety, confusion, overwhelm, like are, are caused because our brain is somewhere else or from where our body is. Like there are times that I'm sitting at my desk, but my brain is like uh, stressing out about dinner or like who's going to pick Camille up or whatever it is. So when I notice myself feeling chaotic or confused or overwhelmed, I remember to stop, collaborate, brain and body in the same place and listen to the thoughts that are playing through my head. And then like, I'll write them down and I'll be, and then I'll see all the things that I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, no wonder I feel overwhelmed because I'm thinking about so many things at once instead of just focusing on what I am doing. It's impossible to make a decision, like a, a, a quality decision when you're spinning in your head. So stop, collaborate, listen take a break journal. As I said, like writing, just opening up a page, a back of an envelope, whatever, scribbling down all the things that are stressing you out or getting on the ground, laying flat, putting your, you know, hand on your heart, hand on your belly and just like breathing for five breaths. Like this isn't like crazy ass meditation or anything. It's just like literally taking a second to bring us back together so that you can make better decisions, decisions that serve you. So, like, becoming emotionally literate, like, will get you to where you need to go. Because our feelings drive everything we do. And so I actually remember for a while you were meditating in your yes. bathroom. Oh, yeah. Totally. So do <laughs> you – so I, – Because I'm just – quarantine. <laughs> I'm just thinking in my head, like, I can't tell you how many times that I've just, like – I live in a small one bedroom apartment Mm -hmm. with my boyfriend and there are times where I'm like, okay, I'm literally going to start screaming. So I go into the bathroom and I just shut the door and I allow myself to zone out. Um, so I don't scream because screaming doesn't actually solve anything. Um, and you know, like maybe sometimes I'll like bring my phone and I'll like say all of the things that I need to say in notes. Yes. Um, I love it. Because and like, or just like, or just totally zone out, you know, like, and literally scroll Instagram. Not because I'm trying to bury my feelings, but because I need to not scream. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> do what you gotta do. No, I think like taking a freaking break from from the circumstances is the most powerful thing we can do. Creating that pause between stimulus and response is like the thing I mean I think we're all kind of talking about this. I, I think I've used superpower like twice this is another, it's like another way of saying it taking that like this is major superpower like if you can figure out if you can trust yourself to or if you can learn to notice the feelings that are coming up and knowing what they feel like in your body and using them as signals and being like I'm about to explode I'm about to do something I don't want to do say something I don't want to say and removing yourself from the situation Jesus, like, that's save the world shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if everybody knew how to do that, 
we wouldn't like we could be we'd all be getting along <laughs> um and so i think like yeah like when it's funny those videos that i posted of me meditating in the bathroom was when quarantine started and ben and i were still sharing an office <laughs> so um and that so i could not relate to you more and i i had to go into the bathroom to meditate because i was about to lose my shit being you know there's ben i'm in sales ben's in recruiting we're always on the phone there's always so much noise there's a lot of energy and so I had to separate myself. And then we also had a toddler downstairs with her babysitter. So like there was no escape. And so I had to go into the bathroom. So dude, bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> like our safe space. <laughs> Seriously. So after we create awareness of where we are currently um, in our physical being and emotional being, what is the next step in creating um, change towards our goals? So I believe that it's like, creating a plan, obviously. So whether you're trying to sell something or lose weight is creating a plan and then being prepared to tolerate the feelings that are going to come up as you change your life. So like, I think so many of us believe that when we achieve a goal, it's supposed to be like this Rocky montage, like crushing, like vibe the entire time. But no, it's supposed to be hard. Like, it's supposed to challenge you. You're creating a new life for yourself. So I just believe, like, creating that plan, which you do with you do for your clients, and kind of acknowledging that, like, this is going to take something. This is going to stretch me. This is going to stretch me and challenge me in ways that I have not done this before. And on the other end of it, I'm going to feel amazing. And so just knowing that what you're getting yourself into may come with challenges, but it's the cost is worth it. The discomfort is worth it. So that's always my thing is like, you're going with every step closer that you take, it's, you should know that like, if you're doing something, if you want to do something you've never done before, you're going to have to feel things that you've never felt before. You're going to back into beliefs that you didn't even know were there. You're going to feel like you're going to, your brain is going to be telling you over and over again that you can't do it, but guess what? You can, it's just your brain. So for me, like, it's, it's just doing the mental preparation that like, it's, it's going to be challenging, but it's going to be so worth it. We're going to create a new experience of our lives. Like shit's not going to feel like this all the time. That's what I keep telling my, 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 my clients that like want to achieve a goal, like, or start a side hustle or whatever it is. It's like, it's not always going to feel this scary. Like it's not so like, just keep going. So I think there's just a lot of that mental preparation that really helps. Then the other thing I do is I always have somebody create like a future self. I am obsessed with future self. Go 10 years out. Don't go like six months out. Go like 10 years out. Really get into like embody the person you are 10 years from now. So it's like for me, that's like Sarah at like 50 years old. And I'm like, ooh, what's that all about? But like I know that person so much. I know that. I know the way she treats herself. She takes exquisite care of herself. She doesn't, she has like boundaries that people respect, that I respect. Um, I'm an example of what's possible. Like I create this like very bold, bright version of myself. And then, and I know what she looks like. I know the car she drives. I know the house she lives in. I know the way she interacts with my, her kids. I know like her exercise habits. I know all of these things about her. So when I'm stuck, so then when I come back to present day and I'm like, oh, this deal fell through, how does Sarah at 50 deal with that? 
she knows it's just one deal and that is not a reflection of who she is or I binge on like seven pieces of toast. <laughs> like It's like, oh, Sarah knows, future Sarah knows that like this will happen sometimes and like she's able to bounce back and that this isn't the end of the world because I'm in it for the long game. And just like always going back to that future version as like your mentor and like your personal coach, I think is like the most powerful thing you can do. Um, so those are the two things I would say um, would be helpful in creating change. And then, so I'm just thinking about different things that we could actually ask people to do to bring awareness into their everyday lives and just Mm -hmm. kind of touching back on some of the things that you've talked about, um, you know, creating that future self, like actually like getting a new journal or a new notebook, writing, writing down who future self is, all of those details. Um, And then, you know, throughout the the times of, of craziness, you know, an autopilot trying to journal, um, meditation. So we haven't really talked about that too much, but I know that this is kind of in line with that. And if you want to speak on that, you totally can creating mantras. And so I, when I was like thinking about all these different things as we were talking, like, I think like I, I personally am not a huge mantra person. Like if I had like things on my bathroom mirror, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's like so lame. But I, they don't have to be lame. They can be like shit's not always going to feel like this. Like totally. shit's not always going to feel fucked up. Like if you want to say it like that, because that's what speaks to you, say it that. Totally. And then, and I think it's. Yes. The I other wanna, thing. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I got so excited. So we can, uh, and then the last thing would just be like, you know, I know you actually, you know, you are a yoga teacher as well, mm-hmm. even though you might not be a practicing yoga teacher at the moment, but, um, and then also because Sarah and I know each other from CrossFit, you know, doing yoga and doing CrossFit and like trying to bring awareness in, like, I have a lot of awareness in the gym and I use that to help myself have awareness outside of the gym too. So those are just kind of the things like I was thinking of. If whatever you want to build on from that. Yeah, I think so. In terms of creating more awareness in your life, I think the most powerful thing you can do is journal. And it doesn't need to be pretty. It doesn't need to be fancy. You don't need to even write full sentences. Like if I always, Ben's, Ben always assures me that he would never open up my journal because he'd be so afraid of what's in there. Not because of what I say about him, but just like the way I just allow myself to be like this wild animal in my journal. And I just do a thing called a thought download basically every day, I just like open up a page and just scribble down all the things that I am thinking. So a lot of the times I'll start with like, I don't even know what to write today's like, and then, and then it just comes out and just allowing myself to empty my brain out onto a piece of paper and then look at it and just be like, okay, what thoughts do I want to think about? Like what things do I want to take on today? What, what isn't useful getting really like discriminating around like what you're going to allow to be in your brain is like the most powerful thing we can do because as I said in the beginning thoughts aren't facts so if you can dump your brain out and I actually find this weight last year I was like super into meditating now I don't meditate as much because I am obsessed with just journaling like if you look at my feed there's so many posts about like stop collaborating listen check yourself before you wreck yourself um like just know what's going on in there so that you can be like oh I don't want to think that anymore Another thing, and and you'll also be able to uncover thoughts that aren't useful. For instance, I work with a health coach right now, actually, 
And one of the things I really struggle with is just eating in general because I take Adderall and like it numbs my hunger and I'm a work, I love working. And so it's like the day just gets away from me. And she's like, well, why are you eating? And I'm like, I think it's because when I get to my refrigerator, I open up and I'm like, ugh, like, I don't even know what's in there. And my thoughts are just false. Like, I don't even know what's in there. Um, we have nothing to eat, even though it's like bursting with kale. <laughs> like, there's like so much food in my fridge. And we just came up with like, those thoughts are not true and they're not useful. And now my new thought is that I practice when I open up the fridge is like the possibilities are endless. The other day I saw a potato. And I end up making like a Nisquah salad because I was like, oh, wait, a pota- boiled potato, green beans. And, and like so we had frozen salmon. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And it was all just because I chose to believe that the possibilities are endless. So like mantras are one thing, but like also you can change your thoughts about certain circumstances in your life, like your refrigerator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, like that has I've been working with her for three weeks. And that has changed my life in just three weeks, just by changing that one thought. So doing the thought download, notice what you're thinking about the things that like, you could literally do a thought download on your refrigerator, your, the contents of your refrigerator. And you could see that you probably have a ton of negative thoughts about it or, or that like, or maybe like in your case, like on a Sunday night after you've done all your meal prep, you're like, I fucking rock. Like, and so when you think about how you rock because you're doing this, you're going to feel more confident. And you're going to take actions from a more confident, a confident place. So the mantra, like, so mantras, yes, but also just like dumping your brain out, seeing the thoughts that are in there and choosing to think something differently and just practicing that new thought is game changing. In like three weeks, I went from someone who like didn't eat lunch, someone who's eating lunch every day, like it's a huge win. And guess what? I'm in a much better mood. I'm a much better mom. I'm having way more fun by the time three or four o'clock hits because I've eaten. Like, duh. But you can apply that anywhere. So do you have any final thoughts on anything before we wrap up or anything that you'd want, that you'd want to add to this? I would just, like, end with that our thoughts are everything. And if we can dig in to those crusty old beliefs or useful on unuseful, untrue thoughts, if you can figure out what those are and choose to think something that creates a better feeling, you you will change your life. Like instead of judging yourself, if you can meet yourself where you are and, and see just what's going on in your brain, and choosing something different, that's the chain. That's where the change starts is up in your, is up in your mind. So that's like, that's number one. Like that is it. You can have all the programs that you want, but unless you have that awareness of what you're currently thinking, you're going to go back to your subconscious program and you're going to be back at square one again, which isn't a, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's an opportunity for you to pick back up again and try to create a new reality, but it's all up in your head. Great. So again, um, well, thank you, Sarah, for being on. Um, This has been amazing for me, and I'm sure it's been amazing for all the listeners as well. And just once again, um, share with us where we can find you and follow you. Oh, absolutely. Crushing underscore adulthood on Instagram. And someday I'll have a website. But for now, that's where all the action is. Awesome. So make sure you guys follow her there and I'll put that in the show notes too. So um, thank you so much, Sarah, for your time. I know it's great to talk to you as well. And thank you guys all for listening.
Awesome. All right. Bye, Sarah. Bye.